The game plan for the Chicago Bears to beat the Carolina Panthers is not complicated. Run the ball, wait for Bryce Young to make some mistakes, and take advantage of where the Panthers are missing key players due to injury. You are Locked On Bears, your daily Chicago Bears podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Bears, and I'm your host, Lauren Cox. I'm here to bring you your daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. You can follow me on Twitter at CoxSports1. You can follow the podcast on Twitter at Locked On Bears. You can like Locked On Bears on Facebook. Join the Locked On Bears Facebook group for even more Bears talk. And make sure you hit that subscribe button on the Locked On Bears YouTube channel to keep up with all of our video podcasts as well. Thanks for making Locked On Bears your first listen today. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode is brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app, create an account, and use our promo code LOCKEDONNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Last-minute tickets, lowest prices guaranteed. On the show today, we put together a game plan for a Chicago Bears victory on Thursday Night Football in a game they should win. We'll start out with this Bears defense. Going up against Bryce Young and a Carolina Panthers offense that's struggling with a rookie quarterback who's adjusting to the NFL game and with a team across the board in Carolina that's banged up, but really, you know, key guys on both sides of the ball. The receivers are going to be missing in action. Offensive line has been struggling throughout the course of the season, and it should be a good opportunity for a now fully healthy Bears secondary to take advantage. We'll look at what this Bears offense needs to do almost regardless of whether Fields or Bajent is in there, the, the general plan of attack should be similar, even if there are different things you want to do with each quarterback. And then we'll wrap up and look at the key one-on-one matchups that are really going to decide this game for the Chicago Bears against the Carolina Panthers. But let's start with this Bears defense, with Jaquan Brisker back in the lineup, returning from his concussion. you got your entire starting secondary healthy. Looks like Tremaine Edmonds is not going to play on Thursday because he missed practice the first couple of days of this week with a knee injury, but you're feeling pretty good about Sanborn and TJ Edwards at linebacker. Your D-line is pretty much fully healthy. Like, this defense is as close to 100% minus Tremaine Edmonds as we've seen them all season, and this is a very favorable matchup for them with a quarterback like Bryce Young, who is struggling right now. And I'm not here to make any sweeping evaluations on Bryce Young as a as a number one overall pick and, and over his career, but, like, he threw two pick sixes last week against the Colts. You know, like that's kind of where we're at right now. He's holding onto the ball too long. He's late on some of these throws. Like he's he's an otherwise like accurate quarterback. Like it's not it's it's some of the time some of the things we've seen with Bajent in terms of the interceptions where it's just like right idea, but like it's just a half second late. And if you had done it a little bit earlier and got it out where it needed to be, like it's just little things like that that you feel like he'll get over time, but it's not all there yet. He's not able to really put it all together there. So it's some of these decisions, some of these turnovers, some just putting the ball in harm's way, even though he's generally a guy who has historically taken care of the football. It's more about like adjusting to the NFL game compared to what he was used to in college. So if he holds on to the ball a little longer, it's going to give this Bears pass rush more time to get home. He's a player who pressure is converting into sacks at a higher rate. So, you know, it's not just like getting off his spot, but he doesn't have a, doesn't do a great job of, you know, throwing it away or just kind of living to play another down, but taking too many sacks when he could just throw it away or, or possibly take off and scramble. So there's a good opportunity for this Bears pass rush to get home and for this Bears secondary to generate a turnover or two against this team. 
This Panthers offensive line is not great. We'll learn more about the O-line and, and the rest of this Panthers team on tomorrow's Crossover Thursday podcast with Julian Council from Locked On Panthers, who's going to give us more like the local expertise scouting report on what's going on with the Panthers. But as I look at them, you know, they've had injuries and other issues at guard. They've kind of had to rotate guys at, at both spots over the course of the season. Seems like they're a little bit healthier in that spot now, but no one's been really playing well, especially kind of across that interior. The tackles aren't great either, but certainly getting some of that interior pressure from your defensive tackles is going to be important to get right up in Bryce Young's face and make him have to react. You know, we've seen Matt Eberflus go to the inside blitz a little bit more. You know, Tremaine Edmonds, or excuse me, TJ Edwards has been kind of their go-to blitz weapon up the middle the last couple of games. Certainly can see more of that. Maybe Sanborn come in that direction. And really, again, like showing the rookie quarterback a lot at the line of scrimmage and a lot pre-snap for him to have to read properly and work through in a way that I think he's struggled with over the majority of this season. His go-to option on offense is their number one receiver, Adam Thielen, of course, formerly of the Minnesota Vikings. They haven't really gotten much else going in the passing game and, and really like in the offense as a whole. And at practice this week, uh, one of their number, like their number two wide receiver, DJ Chark, kind of he and Jonathan Mingo kind of are the, who's two, who's three. They kind of go back and forth. But one of their other top receivers, Chark, not practicing, I would assume then, He's not likely to play, but we'll see. And then one of their other top receivers, LaVisca Chenault, not practicing. And so they're going to be down to Thielen, Jonathan Mingo, Terrence Marshall, and Chicago Bears legend Emir Smith-Marset. It is not a deep receiving core. And even when they're fully healthy, it's not guys that you feel like are playmakers that are going to beat you. They got size. You know, a lot of those guys are 6'2 plus in terms of length and, and get some physical physicality there. But these are not guys who are like big-time playmakers after the catch. You know, Thielen used to be a little more dangerous, but now he's 33. Still a very good receiver. Don't get me wrong, but like a little bit less of a home run kind of threat and more of just a all reliable out there. So to me, like game plan wise, I'm getting that pressure up the middle on, on Bryce Young. And I'm really trying to shut down Adam Thielen and make the other receivers beat you. You know, stick Jalen Johnson on Thielen. Keep a safety over him. Keep an eye on him at all times. And if they can beat you throwing to Jonathan Mingo and Terrence Marshall and Amir Smith-Marset, and even their tight ends aren't, aren't terrible. Hayden Hurst has some, some some juice there. And Tommy Tremble, I guess, has made a few catches this season. And Chuba Hubbard, their running back's a pretty good receiver, but they haven't really run the ball all that well this season. You know, they're not, none of those guys are averaging over four yards a carry as a team. They're under four yards a carry. You know, Miles Sanders was supposed to kind of be the guy and hasn't really been the guy. I think some of that's on their offensive line as well. And some of it's that they've been losing so bad that they haven't been able to really commit to the running game in a lot of these games. So in theory, the Bears offense should be able to score on a bad Panthers defense that we'll get into in a second. The Panthers should be behind on the scoreboard. You can pin your ears back, get after Bryce Young. He'll force some things. He'll get some turnovers and just make sure Thielen's not the guy who's going to beat you up and down the field. And you should be in line for a bounce-back performance from this Bears defense and really kind of them settling in and building some confidence despite it being a short week. Honestly, I think it's a pretty favorable spot for this Bears offense as well. The Panthers defense is really struggling, maybe struggling worse than their offense. I mean, it's, it's sort of six of one, half a dozen of the other, and those problems have tended to build up on each other. But they've had multiple games where they've allowed 40-plus points, another couple games over 30. We'll look at what either Justin Fields or Tyson Bajant, depending on who plays, what they've got to do to lead this Bears offense to victory, which shouldn't be asking them all that, all the, too much of them in this matchup. Next on Locked on Bears. This episode of the Locked on Bears podcast 
is brought to you by our friends at GameTime, the fastest and easiest way to get tickets for all of your favorite sporting events. Not just for, of course, your Bears games or your favorite sports, but theater shows, concerts, comedy, you name it, they've got it on GameTime. And that's actually one of the things I love about GameTime is it shows me what kind of shows are in my area. I don't have to go to the website for each venue, but I can just see quickly like what I can get tickets for around me. Or if you still want to get tickets to the Thursday night Bears game, They've got tickets as cheap as $70, as I'm looking right now at Soldier Field. And you can see your view from your seat right in the app, so you know exactly where you're going to be in the stadium and what you're going to see at game time is a great way to get tickets. And they got a lowest price guarantee as well. Take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game, with game time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use our promo code LOCKDOWNNFL for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem our code LOCKED on NFL for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. Certainly the Chicago Bears need to do things that either specifically promote Justin Fields' skill set or Tyson Bajan's skill set, depending on which quarterback is in there. And the the criticism of, of Luke Getze kind of saying, yeah, the game plan doesn't change that much between each quarterback, certainly valid criticism. But I do think in a game like this against this Panthers defense, you shouldn't have to scheme up a perfect game plan around your quarterback skill set in order to win this game because the Panthers are one of the worst run defenses in the NFL. I think they're 25th in yards per carry and 28th overall in volume. Teams have been able to run the ball effectively on them for the majority of the season. The Colts didn't do a ton of it, like didn't have like a you know breakout running game against them last week. They did a decent job of keeping things in front of them with Jonathan Taylor, but also that was a game where, again, a couple of pick sixes from Bryce Young really kind of skewed where the Colts offense didn't have the ball a ton. I mean, they didn't even pass for a ton. It just wasn't a big offensive output because they didn't need it to be. It was kind of just the Panthers' wheels spinning in the mud. So that game's not a great anomaly, but that was the first game this season that they had held the other team under 100 rushing yards. And a lot of these games have been 130 plus rushing yards for the other team. The Bears' strength of their offense is running the ball. Khalil Herbert likely to make his return at this point, continuing he, considering he keeps practicing while he's still coming off of the injured reserve for the Bears. But plus, Dante Foreman's been running very well. Roshan Johnson, we know, can run very well. The offensive line is run blocking well. Run the ball against the Panthers. There's just no excuse not to. There's no reason. Not to run the ball heavily. I don't care if it's Fields. I don't care if it's Bajant. Turn and hand it off 30 times, 35 times. I mean, if you touch the ball enough, do it 35 times. You don't need to dial to draw up a great passing offense in this game. You shouldn't need to. Of course, you got to have a plan if you need it. To, but like, this should be a hand the ball off running game. Now, I'm not even talking like read option, Justin Fields running quarterback game. No, just line it up and hand it off. Scheme that up, you know, wisely. You're not just going to put three tight ends on the field and run the goal line offense up down the field. Like, you know, you can spread them out and run motion and, you know, disguise different runs and different styles of runs. But, like, this is a run-the-ball football game. It doesn't need to be that much more complicated than that. Pass when you need to. Play action off of that. And this this Panthers defense is pretty banged up, too. So you're going to have a more favorable matchup there. Their star pass rusher, Brian Burns, not likely to play, not practicing I don't think he's been formally ruled out, but we're expecting Brian Burns essentially going to be out. So they really don't have much of a pass rush to be concerned about. I mean, they still have their star defensive tackle, Derek Brown, and he's a guy, you know, you definitely want to keep an eye on. He's kind of the one, though, because 
I don't think you would recognize the name of anyone else on the defensive line or any of their other edge rushers beyond Brian Burns and Derek Brown. It's guys like Shy Tuttle, Deshaun Williams, the rookie DJ Johnson. Maybe if you follow the draft, you remember him coming out of Oregon this past year. But like, it is not a deep group of pass rushers as is. And without Brian Burns, you're really going to be you're really going to be hurting in that end. So whether it's Bajan or Fields, you should have time to throw when you need to in this game. And of course, like again, with Fields, you want to move the pocket, you want to roll them out, you want to do those things. With Bajan, maybe it's a little bit more quicker underneath stuff. But like regardless, whoever's the quarterback will and should have time to throw in this game with the offensive line playing a little better. They're also missing their top young cornerback, C.J. Henderson, who's expected to miss this game with a concussion. And their free safety, Xavier Woods, hasn't practiced all week with a thigh injury. So they could be down two of their key starters in a secondary that's already had some real troubles this season. It's not terrible secondary. I think they're a better pass defense than they are a run defense there. But again, the game plan should be run the ball. Take care of these guys. Like their backup free safety, uh, Franklin, what's his first name? Uh, Sam Franklin Jr., an undrafted free agent a couple weeks ago. Highest rate of missed tackles of any safety in the NFL. He's missed eight in just a couple of games here. And like on a tackle to missed tackle ratio, it's the worst in the NFL. A lot of those have come in the running game. So it's not just like throw it to a guy and make a guy make a miss after the, after the catch. But like they don't have good quality depth there. The guy who's going to start in place of CJ Anderson has one of my favorite names in the NFL. DiCaprio Boodle is just like a perfect like key and peel East West you know, bowl East-West college all-star game bit. DiCaprio Boodle is a great name. A former undrafted free agent out of Nebraska. If we've got Cornhuskers fans, maybe you know DiCaprio Boodle. And he actually played pretty well last week in place of C.J. Henderson. But again, I'm not so worried about a DiCaprio Boodle shutting down my my passing game. Like, it's just, it's not a good spot. Their other safety, Von Bell, is also hurt, by the way, but he's been practicing this week and should be able to play. So, this is not a strong Panthers defense whatsoever. They're missing a lot of tackles across the board. They can't stop the run very well. And plus, this could be DJ Moore revenge game opportunity. Again, probably not going to pass the ball a ton, but if you do, like, let DJ Moore go off against his former team, you know, I think that would be a fine matchup. But, like, across the board, their linebackers, Deion Jones and Frankie Louvu, miss a lot of tackles in that group. Some of their other edge rushers, not named Brian Burns, have missed a lot of tackles. Their DBs are okay at it, but... As a team, I think they've missed 76 tackles, I think was the number that I remember seeing this year. So a lot of that's in the running game. That's Foreman running over guys. It's Herbert juking guys and running away from them. It's Roshan Johnson being physical as a runner. And then it's DJ Moore doing his damage after the catch. Darnell Mooney got back to doing damage after the catch last week against the Saints. So he he feels like he's coming back into his own. And of course, you know, Cole Komet has flashed as a weapon, especially now, you know, down in the red zone the last couple of games. So, you know, you're seeing an opportunity here where you don't need either of your quarterbacks to be a hero or to carry this team to a victory. Just take care of the football, wait for the Panthers offense to make mistakes and your defense to take advantage and to put your offense in a good spot, run the ball, control the clock, get a lead, take care of business and don't, you know, kill yourself in the game with your own turnovers, you know, uh, your own penalties to hold yourself back. Cause that, that to me, that, that's how the Bears lose this game, right? We talked so much about how can the Bears win this game, but they lose this game if they penalize and turn, penalize themselves and turn the ball over themselves enough to like keep keeping the Panthers back in the end. The Panthers are, are going to try and give this game to you. So as long as you like take it from them when they you know, hand it to you on a silver platter, this should be 
in line for a Chicago Bears victory. I know like the spread at FanDuel is only like three points for the Bears, but it really feels like the Bears played better last week against the Saints, and the Panthers have been really struggling and, and you know crashing. I know the Bears only have one more win than the Panthers, but man, it feels like the Bears are playing a, certainly a better brand of football right at this moment and getting better quarterbacking than the Panthers, playing better defense than the Panthers, have better weapons than the Panthers. Like Across the board, it feels like Chicago's in a very good position, both offensively and defensively, to just kind of make this simple. Don't make it more complicated. You don't have to come out in empty and try all these different formations and packages and route concepts and stuff. Just run the ball. Like old school football, it's Thursday night. It's always ugly football on Thursday night anyway. So let's make it ugly. Run it. Jet force some turnovers defensively. Get messy. Make things messy for Bryce Young. And you've got a pretty good path to success for the Chicago Bears. A lot of that just comes down to winning some of your one-on-one matchups where you feel like you either have the talent advantage or you're darn close enough that it's a nice clash of the Titans. We'll go through a few of those individual matchups and guys that we'll have our eyes on Thursday night next on Locked on Bears. The Locked on Bears podcast is brought to you by our friends at DoorDash. DoorDash is a food delivery app that can help bring some delicious snacks, meals, treats, etc., right to your door. They do grocery delivery. I think it's a great way to patronize local restaurants in your area. Looking around the Chicago area, and I love breakfast food late at night. How about Griddle 24 for some great late night breakfast food, pancakes, egg breakfast. They got hash browns. They got countryside, nice skillet meals. Like They got some great breakfast foods, and that really hits the spot. They're open 24 hours a day, and DoorDash can bring it to you 24 hours a day want to check out DoorDash, you're going to get a great deal with us right now. You can get 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order. Just download the DoorDash app, enter in our promo code LOCKED23. Subject to change, terms apply. Don't forget that code, L-O-C-K-E-D-2-3 for 50% off up to a $10 value on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and spend $15 or more. Beating the Carolina Panthers should be right in hand, and a lot of the matchups in this game should play well right into the Bears' strengths. Like We talked about Derek Brown, the defensive tackle, being kind of like the last man standing on that, that Carolina Panthers' defensive line and, and you know guys on the line of scrimmage. He plays not, I wouldn't say almost exclusively, but the vast majority of his snaps come on the left side of the defensive line, basically over the right guard, which happens to be the strongest position on the Chicago Bears offensive line. I am really looking forward to watching the trench battle between Derek Brown and Tevin Jenkins. PFF graded Tevin Jenkins as the highest graded offensive lineman of any team last week. He's really hitting his stride and settling into right guard now. And it's going to be a good sort of clash of the Titans there. And certainly you got Darnell Wright over there to help him. And certainly they may try and get Derek Brown to slant more inside to Lucas Patrick for a more favorable matchup sometimes. And they will play him sometimes against the left guard too with Cody Whitehair. But to see Tevin Jenkins versus Derek Brown go head-to-head is really going to feel like, you know, Godzilla, King Kong, Clash of the Titans, just a, a, a car crash on the offensive and defensive line every single snap. And it'll be a good test for Tevin Jenkins' progress. I mean, I think, you know, sometimes Derek Brown will win. He's a first-round pick too for a reason. He's, he's good. He's, he's really good. But Tevin Jenkins is too. And I want to see how they go up against each other in the running game. And certainly pass protection is going to be important in that regard. And you know, about with double teams and stuff, but if Tevin Jenkins can handle Derek Brown, everybody else should be able to handle the lack of significant threats elsewhere on this on this Carolina Panthers defensive line. 
Stick it in Bears offense, Panthers defense. DiCaprio Boodle. I just love saying that name. I'll say it as much as I can on the podcast because it just puts a smile on my face. It's like a mix of, you know, Leonardo DiCaprio, like Titanic with like Boodle. Boodle's just like a noodle boodle kind of fun name that just gets me every single time. But, you know, him replacing CJ Henderson, you put DJ Moore in that matchup against an undrafted free agent out of Nebraska from a couple years ago. And again, I'm not here to throw shade on DiCaprio Boodle, you know, but he's 5'9", 180. I think DJ Moore can be physical with him can separate from him easily and make some big plays after the catch as well. You know, their other corner, Dante Jackson's not bad. I actually like their slot cornerback, Troy Hill, quite a bit from his time with the Rams. He was with the the Panthers defensive coordinator over there, so there's some familiarity there. So, he, But he's had some up and down games this season. But Moore versus Boodle is just, it's just a great name. It's going to be a really fun matchup for this Bears offense and one that they really should be able to take advantage of. Similarly, on the other, on the other side, like we talk about the importance of shutting down Adam Thielen. Jalen Johnson, shadow cover him all over the field. Like, sure, Tyreek Stevenson can take him sometimes. It doesn't have to be Jalen Johnson all the time. But as much as I can get Jalen Johnson on Adam Thielen, like, I'm, I'm much, I feel much better about Tyreek Stevenson going up against Jonathan Mingo or Terrence Marshall or if somehow DJ Chark or LaVisca Chenault plays, you know, either way. Like, stick with Tyreek Stevenson on them. I can afford, I can afford to have that matchup be a little bit more up and down. But if Jalen Johnson can shut down Adam Thielen, you're really going to limit what Bryce Young and this Carolina Panthers offense can do. So just win that one-on-one consistently, and I think you're going to find yourself having some real success for this Bears defense. And and that's the kind of time where maybe Jalen Johnson covering Thielen isn't going to get the turnover opportunities, but if he takes away Thielen and forces Bryce Young to throw elsewhere, then that's when other guys are going to be able to you know, get that interception and make that big play. And it's the dirty work from Jalen Johnson shutting the guy down that might not get the same credit. It's certainly like not going to show up in the box score as much. But if Adam Thielen has two catches for 17 yards or whatever it ends up being, that's a really big win for this Bears defense. Against the struggling Panthers offensive line, I'm looking at the nose tackle Andrew Billings. Got the big contract extension last week. Has been playing pretty well all season. And I really feel like the in the very interior, the center spot, Bradley Bozeman has been, I don't know if, it could, if it's purely the weakest link, but definitely the, the matchup I like on the interior is Billings going up against Bozeman. I just feel like Billings is a guy who has the kind of motor who's been disruptive up front. And like Bozeman is a big center at 6'5", 325. But Billings is bigger. And Billings is faster for that size. Bozeman was a starter for the Panthers for a while before coming over to the, the Cardinals last year, I think, and he just hasn't quite been the high-impact player they like. It's also a rookie left guard. Chandler Zavala, Zavala I think, is, is how you say it, and and he's been kind of up and down as well. So there's certainly Jervon Dexter, the Bears' rookie defensive tackle. I'd love to see him get some extra run in this game. They haven't been playing him as much. Maybe on a short week on Thursday, they'll want to rotate the defensive lineman more, and I Love to see Jervon Dexter come in and make some big plays, or Zach Pickens as well. I haven't been in love with what Justin Jones has done this season, but maybe it's an opportunity for him to make a little bit more of a bigger impact in there. Or maybe it's an opportunity to rotate Demarcus Walker more in a defensive tackle that I think the Bears have not done enough of this season, and that's where we saw Walker be more successful in Tennessee in that interior pass rush position. And as Montez Sweat gets like closer and closer to like full go, okay, I know all the plays, now I can play not every snap, they rotate guys, but play a full load of snaps. So it's Ngakwe and Sweat playing the majority of the time on the outside. Can Walker then play more on the inside and perhaps be even more effective there than we've seen him be 
on the outside so far in this matchup against a rookie left guard like Zavala or the center Bradley Bozeman. Even their prized right guard addition, Austin Corbett, has not really lived up fully to the billing, but he's also playing in not a great offense. And, you know, when the quarterback holds on the ball extra long, it makes the rest of the offensive line not look as good. And when you don't have very good running backs back there, it makes the rest of the offensive line not look as good. So it's a little bit hard to evaluate these guys individually as well when things are kind of chaotic and not going super well around them. But it's a spot for this Bears, this struggling Bears defensive line, at least in terms of the pass rush, to really get going. I'm already pretty confident that they won't struggle too much stopping the run of Chuba Hubbard and, and Miles Sanders back there. But to get a little more pass rush on Bryce Young, it wouldn't surprise me if we see a couple more sacks than usual from this Bears defense and a turnover or two as well, taking advantage of some of Bryce Young's mistakes. Really curious to see how it comes together and curious to get a scouting report on the Panthers from our local Panthers expert on tomorrow's podcast. Coming back tomorrow for Crossover Thursday with Julian Council from Locked on Panthers to get the scoop on what's going on with these injuries in Carolina in particular. If you don't want to miss that podcast, make sure you're subscribed on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts. That's going to be the best way to keep up with all of our daily, in-depth Chicago Bears news and analysis. Thanks for making Locked On Bears your first listen today. We're part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Coming back on Friday as we recap the Panthers game. Monday, we'll have more to talk about all week long before we have to turn around and get ready for the next game. I believe it's the Lions after that. And, uh... And the season keeps rolling along. So appreciate you tuning in. And of course, you got to tune in every single day for your next opportunity to bear down.